I'm Emily, a chatty 22-year-old inspiring you to love yourself, shed your light onto others, and live in a never-ending world of joy. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now let's get to work. Hey guys, and happy Monday. We are back with another episode, the third and final episode before another Reflection Series episode. So yay, I am loving this topic to wrap up our last discussion before that. Um, Be on the lookout today on my Instagram stories, um, either actually today or next week, to give me some new topic suggestions on what specifically you would like to hear about. Um, A little life update. I'm currently so happy to be recording because I really needed this mental break from all my other responsibilities, which is honestly perfect (laughs) to admit um, in this episode. I feel like it's very relevant. So yeah, it is May 2nd, happy May, which means that it is my graduation month and my move to a new city and start nursing school month. I feel like this, I've just been waiting for this day for so long, not just since this year, but honestly, since I decided I wanted to go on the accelerated nursing track and go to a program that offered that. And now that it is literally just two weeks away, exactly my first day of classes um, and moving day is literally Thursday, just four days from now. So I'm kind of freaking out. Um, I'm just like, wow, like, how did I get here? Like, I picked up my cap and gown the other day at the bookstore, um, and I was like, oh, okay, all right, like, now I have this in my hands, like, is that it? Like, now what? Is it over? So, I'm kind of freaking out, but also feeling so overwhelmingly grateful for all that got me here, and to my fellow graduating seniors, I am so, so proud of you, and I really hope that you are too. Also, just, you know, since I kind of brushed over it, happy May. I think the beginning of the month is the perfect time for this episode because we can all use an excuse for a fresh start no matter what time it is or where you're at. So let's get into it. You can do it all. I feel like people look at my life and they're like, holy cow, Emily, you do it all and I don't know how you do. And I'm not saying this in like a gloating way. I'm saying this in a very legit, like I've heard this multiple times before from many different people type way. You know, I'm a full-time student and I'm involved in a sorority and I have this podcast. I write for this club that we have on campus. I work out most days. I have a boyfriend and friends that I split my time between and somehow, and family too, although I'm not with them all the time. Um, And somehow I always manage to have plenty of time for myself and my many hobbies. And the thing is, most of the time, my response to people making that statement is either, no, that's not true, or yeah, that is true, but I don't really know how I do it either. (laughs) Because honestly, I usually feel like I'm falling short in my life, which I'll get to later, you'll see. Or I feel like, damn, yeah, like I'm doing a darn good job, but I actually have no idea what I'm doing or how I'm staying at this pace, you know? It's like, I know I'm doing a good job and I know I should give myself credit, but how do I explain that to someone else, especially when they're giving me that validation, you know? And that, my friend, is the exact thing that you need to be doing first in order, well, kind of first. You'll see the other thing I say first, but technically first, in order to learn how to do it all, is you have to give yourself the credit that you deserve. Take a look at the things they're already doing in your life and break them down into the smallest parts. For example, you may have may like be the person that always has a clean room. To have that, it means that one, you have to make your bed each day. Two, you have to put things away after you use them. Three, you do your laundry. Four, you are good at organizing. And five, you keep your surfaces dusted and vacuumed. So right there, that's at least five or maybe even more things that you're doing mindlessly, basically, that you aren't even giving yourself credit for. 
And I'm not one to give out participation trophies. Like, you know, like when I was in gymnastics, if all I walked away with from a meet was a participation participation medal and no real awards where I got to stand up on the podium and take my picture, I went home sobbing. Like, I literally went home crying so much to the point where my coach told me I was not allowed to cry at a meet, otherwise I was not allowed to compete anymore. Um, so, yeah, so I am not one to give out participation trophies. But this isn't a participation trophy when you give yourself credit for the little things because... This is life, and navigating life is very complex, especially as someone who is emerging into adulthood, like myself and most of you listening. It's hard, and it's tricky, and we don't really know what we're doing most of the time. It just feels like, you know, we're flying by the seat of our pants and everything is on fire, but we're just making it work. <laughs> so acknowledging our small successes is just something kind to do to ourselves. And then when we acknowledge those small successes, they build and build on each other, and that's when we have our big successes. So yeah, if the participation trophy is all you get, it's going to be upsetting. But if you take all of those participation trophies, all those little mindless things that you do, it actually turns out to have way more awards than you think, if that makes sense. So do some lists and, you know, make some lists of different aspects of your life and break them down into the smallest parts if you need a visual. And give yourself a round of applause for doing all that it is that you do because there really is so much that goes into the simplest things and you deserve to give yourself credit for them. Now, first and foremost, like I kind of said in the previous thing I talked about, but in doing it all, first and foremost, I believe is that you can't do it all if you're not healthy. So you need to take care of yourself. It's not cool to be the person that is go, go, go 24-7, but is always clearly run down and or sick. It is not cool to be that person. You are not impressing anyone because everyone's just worried about themselves, and you're also not impressing yourself because you're failing to keep yourself well, which is the one sole thing that we have to do in this earth, which is survive. And why would you just want to survive and be sick and run down all the time and cranky when you can survive and be healthy and clear-headed? And I'm a busy person and my life is very full, but I always make time to nourish myself, get proper sleep, which I'm going to discuss further in a moment, move my body, and calm my mind. These four things, they're all forms of self-care. And like I've said before, self-care goes way beyond pretty smelling lotions or face masks and cups of tea on a random Friday night when you choose not to go out. Finding out how you best like to take care of yourself is so important. So find out how you like to do that and make it a daily practice. And if you aren't already, seriously, you should be doing that. There is no exam or job or party worth stressing over or going to if it's causing you your mental or physical health. Those two things should never have to sacrifice. Know your boundaries here and learn that saying no is necessary sometimes and it's okay. No one's going to be mad at you if you prioritize taking care of your physical or mental well-being. Everyone will understand. And I think especially in our generation, in this day and age, people are so sensitive to that and they understand where I feel like maybe when our parents grew up or past generations it wasn't as accepted but people understand mental and physical struggles right now and I feel like that's so great that people do understand that because it kind of gives you like not an easy way out but let's say if you know there's this thing going on with your friends and you need to like take a step back and be like hey I really need some sleep I've been run down lately I'm feeling kind of ill people will understand they'll be like no take care of your mental and your physical health because that is what our society is kind of teaching so use that to your advantage make sure that you're taking care of yourself first and foremost along with giving yourself credit. <laughs> Secondly, you can't, you also can't do it all if you're not happy while you're doing it. If there's something that you're currently involved in and you feel it no longer serves you, stop giving your time and attention and energy to it. 
It can definitely be challenging to learn to let go of these things, but once you do, I've already talked about this in another episode, but once you do, it will just be freeing up more of your time to fill it with the things that you do enjoy. And I'm not going to harp on this because like I said, um, I've talked about it a bunch in previous episodes. I think I did a whole episode on it actually, but it really does play a crucial part in being able to do it all. So please consider that. Once you do release anything from your life, if it applies, and be gentle with yourself here because this can take some time too, but once you do that, find a hobby. This podcast is definitely one of my hobbies and I have many. I am, I like to, I'm interested in a lot of different things and a lot of things that other people aren't necessarily interested in, but you can certainly have time for something like this, like the podcast, too, if you choose. And if I didn't have this podcast, I would probably just be scrolling on my phone in the time I used to do this. So take your time seriously and use it wisely to do something fun because I find that the more fun that I have, the less procrastinating I do, which indirectly gives me more time technically to take care of my actual responsibilities and get those done. You get it? Another big part of being able to live your dream life and do it all lies in the way in which you take care of yourself. like I just said previously about my first and foremost, that is the most important thing, but my biggest advice here I'm going to talk about is getting more sleep. When I was first starting this journey, you know, kind of trying to redefine my life and take up new hobbies and get better grades and spend time with friends and do everything, I was tired, like so tired all the time. And while naps don't really make you lazy, and naps are wonderful, I am an avid napper, I am a pro napper actually and I naps are very necessary sometimes I would say they don't ever really even leave you feeling like totally well rested in the same way that sleep does and it just takes out a chunk of your day and maybe you don't have time for a nap either so now you're just walking around tired and exhausted every day so when I say get more sleep I mean it and I mean get more sleep at night get more sleep I typically wake up or I typically get between seven and a half and eight hours eight and a half hours of sleep each night however when I'm going to bed I set my alarm for nine hours later than like the time I'm going to sleep and this is really easy to do on like the iPhone with like the sleep alarm app you don't even need any fancy like math skills um so yeah so sometimes I wake up organically at that seven and a half eight and a half hour mark when my body feels it's ready or sometimes I really do need that full nine hours And however many hours it is each night, it doesn't matter because I've been doing this consistently for a while now. So that whole, you have to get up and go to bed at the same time, doesn't really matter too much. I mean, routine is good, but um, between seven and a half and nine, there's like a lot of flexibility there. So um, it's really flexible and yeah. Um, But yeah, getting my body, I just said yeah like 20 times in a row, (laughs) but getting my body adjusted to my own little internal clock, my circadian rhythm has helped my energy levels drastically like literally so much because it builds routine and I'm able to get things done as I need to I wake up hungry and well rested and I go to bed tired and content with my daily like activities my mind doesn't race as I go to bed and my heart doesn't race when I wake up especially if you're in college it's so typical for people to go to bed after midnight or pull all-nighters or sleep through noon and obviously I have those days occasionally as well because that's just life but you don't have to make that your norm and I embrace my grandma bedtime and I have no shame I am tired by 9 I am in bed by 10 30 um, and I'm typically up by like 8 8 30 9 the latest which isn't too too early like last year I was waking up at 6 30 every day and that was like that was when I was like getting up super early but we don't do that anymore and that's okay too um, but actually allowing myself 
to get sufficient sleep at night has really changed the productivity game for me because I don't really feel the need to nap anymore. And if I do get a little like drowsy in the middle of the day, I'll just like lay down and just like, you know, do nothing for like 30 minutes and that's enough. Um, so yeah, actually allowing myself to get sufficient sleep at night really, really helps and I encourage you guys to try it out. Find your sweet spot. Maybe it's only seven hours or maybe it's 11, but find what works for you and adjust your daily schedule to your sleep schedule, not the other way around. My next tip is to delegate. Delegation is your new best friend when it comes to doing it all and living that life that you really want. Allowing people to help you is so hard, especially if you're a people pleaser like I used to be and never want to bother anyone. But seriously, let that go, especially if you're asking if people are asking if they can help you out. It, you know, this, this doesn't always mean asking people to physically do things for you. It just means like texting a friend and confirming that you have homework in a class, which can be way more convenient if that person knows the answer to that question, rather than trying to remember to check your syllabus the next time you're on your laptop, you know? Just use your resources, basically. One thing I personally feel I could improve on is giving my time to other people a little bit more and being more generous with that, because I feel like I just need all that time for myself to get things done, but sometimes I think I forget that relationships are the very thing that make this world continue to turn. After all, we need relationships in order to reproduce and have anything in this world at all. So without relationships, we would all be extinct. So we have to rely on one another. So if someone is offering you to do something with them or asking you for help, join them in the fun or stop and help them out. This by no means is indicating that you don't have to have boundaries because that's how we get walked all over, but it is simply just encouraging you to make more connections because the more connections you have, the more knowledge you have. And after a while, you'll start to learn like the types of things certain people know about and are interested in. And having this knowledge is a tool because when you feel you're lacking in one area or where you feel you might need help, you now have a friend to go to and get some insight. Like let's say one day you're like, oh yeah, I really could use some help in the self-love area of my life. I know Emily is really into that. Let me text her and ask her for advice, you know? And people want to help you in the things that they're good at. Does that make sense? Like if you have a friend that is interested in something and you feel you need help in that area, you don't have to do it yourself. Go and text and ask that friend. Does that make sense? Like they want to help you. They want to share what they know. Makes them feel good to feel like they're helping someone else who doesn't feel that way. Or just like, you know, I go to my mom for like anything adulting related and anything at all, but um, especially in like that adulting realm, I know I like how she does things and I think she's a great adult role model for me. So I text her like 15 times a day, but I would never know that my mom does things the way I aspire to do them had I not been spending so much time with her or watching her or asking her questions in the first place. So yes, part of doing it all is putting your to-do list down for a little bit and making those connections in relationships. The next part in learning to do it all is planning. Plan, 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 and plan well. Maybe you're a go with the flow person or maybe you make like a bunch of lists like crazy each day, but if you don't know how to plan well or if you don't plan at all, keeping track of everything gets really overwhelming and then you end up quitting. What I don't suggest you do here is create a minute by minute, by minute daily routine and I also don't suggest that you just write down everything you need to do in one big running list. You have to simplify it. Personally, what works for me is making two separate, very small to-do lists each day, according to my bigger desk calendar where I have all of my deadlines and appointments and everything. One of the small lists is for responsibilities, and the other small list is for fun, and I have those each day. And the key here is my responsibilities list is way smaller, 
or the same size as my fun list because as soon as that responsibilities list starts outweighing the fun list the fun stuff never gets done because I put it on hold because I deem it not as important which is not true and then it creates a cycle of never having fun and then when we don't have fun we procrastinate and then the stuff that we actually need to get done our responsibilities those don't get done either <laughs> so you also have to kind of strategically place where you put your fun items you gotta get creative for example in the past maybe you would have put working out under responsibilities because while yes you do have responsibilities to take care of yourself in that way you shouldn't be like you know shouldn't you be having fun while doing it so now what was once a chore on your responsibilities list is now fun on your fun list another example ooh, example another example maybe i'll write down do laundry under fun too because i know i'll get to listen to one of my favorite podcasts while i do laundry likewise i can put paint nails under fun also but while that is a fun task i know that i can watch a documentary for class as i paint my nails you see what i'm doing see what i'm getting at <laughs> getting how to get creative and use your brain and implement fun into the boring things and implement boring into some of the fun things you know there's a good balance there and obviously there will be things that just are strictly responsibilities like you can't really study for a big exam with many distractions sometimes you just need to go to the quiet section of your library and be surrounded by the bland and brown furniture and this boring walls and just grind with your head down but I don't believe in having too much fun because as long as you're still getting your responsibilities taken care of who says they can't be done in a fun and lighthearted manner nothing's that serious and if it is you will know how to act accordingly and professionally also I think I've said this before on here but make sure you're not overloading yourself um, remember I said these lists were small and I really mean like only five to seven things on each list maybe that's even too much I'm trying to think um, but this way, by the end of the night, you're not beating yourself up over not having done all 50 things on your to-do list because that's simply not possible. That's why I break it down into days. Like, I have my big desk calendar, but I don't really look at that as far as, like, a daily to-do list type thing. So, if you have one big running list, like, scratch that or put it to the side and create something separate. Um, so, yeah, just plan wisely, know how much time you have in a day, and move accordingly. You don't have to rush through things, obviously, but don't be afraid to put a little pep in your step. And when you look at your life as full instead of busy, it gives you the motive to want to get through everything simply because you've been given the opportunity to. It's something that you get to do. You don't have to do it. But it also allows for rest because when you look at things as full, this is the part of, part of your life that rest is a part of your life that helps you get through your days. Does that make sense? I keep saying it. Does that make sense today? Hopefully I'm not being too repetitive. Um, but yeah, also be honest with yourself and be generous. You have to allow yourself to give yourself the things to do to fill your time. If you're someone who has ever looked at me and thought or said to me, how do you do it? Just look in the mirror because I am no different than you are. When I was in therapy two years ago, roughly, maybe even three at this point, I was telling my therapist like, yeah, like my friends say I should start this podcast and I want to be a life coach one day and I want to go to nursing school and that all sounds so much fun and I can't wait to get there, but I should probably just wait for that until I have everything that I'm doing now figured out and she just simply said over the phone well why not and I was like oh uh, I actually don't know why I can't do all that now and obviously there are steps here like if I want to be a life coach one day this podcast is just one little step to get me there um, and nursing school obviously takes time you have to do prerequisites and apply and get in and all that like jazz but there's no reason why you can't start something now there's no point in limiting yourself. If you feel that you don't have time for something, there's always wiggle room. You have 24 hours in a day. 
Some of that is for sleeping, some of that is for attending class or work, some of that is for prepping meals and eating, but other than that, you have so much time. Divvy up how you see fit and really be honest with yourself and generally speaking, let yourself see that you actually do have so much time. And be generous with your time, meaning let yourself use your time for the things that you actually enjoy doing. And yes, days can go by quickly and days turn into weeks and weeks to months and months to years, but go slow. Start with dedicating two days of the week to yourself to fill your day with both responsibilities and fun. And then slowly, those amount of days will build and it will be an everyday thing where it's just your lifestyle to implement fun and doing it all. And this everyday thing is just you conquering your own little world and getting it all done. So just kidding, guys. This entire episode was a lie. (laughs) I'm joking. It was definitely not a lie. This episode holds a lot of truth and I do practice everything I spoke upon in my life daily to the best of my ability or most of the time. And I do feel superhuman because, yeah, I give myself credit for getting shit done and I am not ever going to stop doing that because some shit's hard to do. (laughs) But I will say that even with everything I just talked about, no one can truly do it all. You may look like you can to other people, you know, on social media or maybe even to yourself, but chances are you are always going to fall at least a little bit short in at least one area of your life, and that is okay. And, like, right now, I am in the process of, you know, being, like, about to move. I'm trying to take finals. I'm prepping for graduation. So, while I'm getting so much stuff done, I'm doing my homework. I'm getting my stuff done. Picking stuff up when I need to. I'm packing up my stuff. My room is a mess. So, that's one area that I'm falling short at. I can't always do it all. Even the little things that people don't really see. You know what I mean? You guys already know how I feel about social media. And I've advised you all multiple times to watch who you're following and what influencers you choose to watch but besides all that take a look at real life because once you remove the screen from your eyes it's really clear even the class president straight a best dress perfect family and job already lined up in a fun new city type girl isn't always at 100% she may be at 99 she may be just there but that 1% falling short is no different than someone else's 50% falling short because We're not perfect. We're not getting it all done, no matter if it's 1% or 50%. No one has it all together all of the time, so there's no need to compare and there's no room to judge your journey or someone else's. And we all have our days, our weeks, our months, etc., where we continuously feel like we're falling short, and chances are we aren't going to talk about it when people ask ask us and, you know, we're going to act like we have it all together because partly that's what we want others to think, but it's also partly what we want ourselves to think, too. And that's fine, as long as you are acknowledging that you are always doing your best, as long as you are trying. Let me say that again, because I kind of messed it up. As long as you acknowledge that you are always doing your best, as long as you are trying, it is okay to fall short. Give yourself some grace and a big, big hug, because this is the best that we're doing, and our best is all that we can do. I think it's also kind of ironic that I did this episode after I took a very spontaneous and unexpected week off from posting an episode, but honestly, it was the perfect time to do it because, yes, I do feel that I do it all. Like I said, I feel superhuman, but I also am still ordinary human. Um, So yeah, I hope for those of you that are able to understand where I'm coming from in that are also able to understand yourselves when you feel the same way. Take one thing at a time. I know it's way easier said than done, but try to find comfort in that. Be sure to pass this episode or podcast along to anyone who you think could benefit from hearing it. I love talking with you guys again. And if you would like to take the time to rate and review this podcast as well as follow or subscribe, depending on the platform you're listening on, I would so appreciate that as well. 
Can't wait to see you guys next week. And until then, I wish you so much joy. XOXO. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my podcast. I really hoped you learned something today. If anything resonated with you, be sure to share this podcast with anyone else you feel needs to hear it. If you have questions or suggestions, feel free to email me at theuncensoredself at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out my Instagram for more motivation and inspiration daily. I love the community we have on there. You can find it at theuncensoredself. Your listenership is everything to me. Can't wait to chat again next Sunday. XOXO, Emily.